0: Hi there, and welcome to the Workprint Podcast. I'm your host, Christian, and this is TV Talk Episode 30, Umbrella Academy Season 2. Yeah, this is uh, this podcast is going to be a spoiler-filled podcast about the uh, second season of Umbrella Academy, including recaps, details, things that we liked and didn't like. Uh, with me today will be uh, my good friends, John and Denise, who you may remember from the uh, Love, Death, and Robots podcast. As well as the lock and key podcast, as well. Just a fair warning: this podcast will be full of spoilers, some swearing, and mostly just us recapping and shooting the shit about uh, what made this this season really cool. Uh, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy. Take care. Welcome to the Workbrand Podcast, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and theworkbrand.com. so umbrella academy season two yeah we're gonna we're going to uh just talk about it uh what we liked and like really just shoot the everything about this amazing season that uh personally i loved uh and of course with me is uh john and denise john denise say hi
1: hello
0: hey if you guys remember uh they were actually my first co-hosts when i started hosting these podcasts way back in March of uh, twenty nineteen with Love Death and Robots. So yeah, this'll this'll be awesome breaking down on Bell Academy because we all love uh comics in the series. So um yeah. Uh guys, what what were your initial thoughts on uh on season two being a thing and then your thoughts after watching the season?
1: I was I was really looking forward to season two and uh it did not disappoint. it, it was actually better than I expected it to be um yeah i
0: I also was surprised' cause, uh I really didn't like the ending to season one, but that that actually comes from the comic itself and um we did a podcast about this last year i I did one with Jen who also uh works for the word print and um basically breaking down like how the the biggest pet thieves we had with the 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 show wasn't so much the show, it was just the actual plot of the of the actual comic um but but for the most part, yeah, it was a very fun character piece, and I think this season they did that again, but it seemed like they had a better sense of direction like I didn't get frustrated over the last second end of the world Vanya storyline uh not that that's what happens again this well it kind of happens again this time around but um it it seems like this one had more direction is what I'm trying to say
1: are theres? Are we including all the spoilers? Oh yeah, yeah. This is a
0: this is a full season talk. Whatever you want to talk about.
1: Okay. All right.
0: I'm also gonna attach this to all the articles. So I'm working on article three. The fourth article will come out probably, hopefully by tomorrow, if not Wednesday. And that's it. Like I did four recaps on the entire season, which is crazy. This takes. Or anyone listening and who's also reads the articles, like I do these, so that you can control F and see a scene that you might have missed or something. Or if you have a question, it's like, oh, wait, I don't remember what happened here. It's easier to, to look at one of these recaps than it is to, like, watch the entire thing over again. Um, so, like, put a lot of effort into making sure everything's on the page, which is, it's it's very exhausting. And I'm um, very tired, is what I'm trying to say.
1: <laughs> but, uh... So go read Christian's articles. Thanks. <laughs> Were you excited about Season 2 when they first announced
0: it? Uh, yeah, so I, I was, in a sense... That I wanted something to watch on television. That <laughs> um, sounds really mean, but it's kind of true. Uh, initially, I, I really didn't give a shit. Um, again, I, it's weird, because I loved Gerard Way. Um, at least I did for the day, uh, back in the day, because I was a teen when he was really popular and, uh, and stuff. And um, and yeah, so like I, I didn't super care that they were having a season two. Uh, and then Corona happens, and content just got reduced more and more and more, and then when I saw that they did a trailer, I was like, oh, wow, they shot this. This is perfect, because there's not a lot to cover anymore. And, uh, and it's weird, so, like, of this show, of the dysfunctional superhero shows, I kind of, there's, like, three that come to mind for me, at least, and it's, uh, it's all because they center around, like, a group of seven, and how dysfunctional they are as, like, kind of a unit, and how messed up they kind of are. You know, just as people, and uh, it's Doom Patrol, Umbrella Academy, and uh, and uh, the boys. The boys, thank you. I'm just like the last one. And um, for me, last year, I would I would have ranked the uh, I want to say I like Doom Patrol the most, just because of the you know, the villain, and because I really thought that was an original take mm-hmm. um, with uh, Mister Nobody, because that was really twisted, and I I like that weird. The the bad guy is the person telling the story, so things kind of go in any direction that you can't expect. Um, But then after that, I would have ranked The Boys, because they really knew how to do a fucked up thing. And oddly enough, Umbrella Academy was last in my list. And I feel like this time around, it might be the inverse, where I think Umbrella Academy is going to be first, um, from what I understand is happening in the other other shows and stuff, and what I've seen in Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol was good this season, but I I think it's actually going to rank last. And I think it's mostly just because... they they had to rush everything because they it was a corona and so the, the the oh this is coming out before the series ends, uh, <laughs> it's good it's just there it I feel like it could have been more if they had more time I'm gonna leave it at that but uh yeah um but back right. to Umbrella Academy yeah it's 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 different
1: yeah I I agree with your take on on uh, Doom Patrol and Umbrella Academy. I'm going to refrain from talking about Doom Patrol since we're supposed to be talking about Umbrella Academy.
0: Well, it's not even that. It's uh, I have to be careful not to spoil it because the last episode hasn't come out yet and I already know what's going to happen so that's why I didn't want to oh, say anything. I'm just okay. like, oh, that's right. I shouldn't say stuff because I might slip stupid shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which, by the way, that's next week's episode. Uh, for those listening, please check <laughs> out our next week's podcast as well where we talk about Doom Patrol Stargirl because that's ending too. And uh, Harley Quinn, which ended months ago, but we're going to do one last recap for DC Universe, and I won't delve into that either, because I don't know what's happening with DC Universe, and we'll talk about that on the podcast next week. But this is about Umbrella Academy, so, um, yeah, Umbrella Academy. Okay. <laughs> How many tangents can we go on? <laughs> so, Umbrella Academy. Yeah. Um, so, so this season, all right, let's... Let's start with the. I guess what happens this season is it takes place in the nineteen sixties, right? Yeah. Uh, they 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 time travel because they don't want to die, and the end of the world happens, and they all end up in different timelines, and and well, not t- different timelines, but different periods in the same timeline, and kind of accidentally have to reunite to bum 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 stop the end of the world from happening again. Uh, yeah. Uh, it, it's pretty cool. Every character has their different type of journey. Uh, we could delve a little bit into the character journeys I guess too but before that what were your guys thoughts on Apocalypse Round 2 because I personally liked it but
1: I liked it a lot mm-hmm. I actually really liked the opening scene Apocalypse mm-hmm. um I thought that the like them appearing in their separate timelines with uh the song right back when we where we started from playing yeah just like really set the tone for the whole season Mm -hmm. because that song starts up and it's just like this upbeat fun song and you're like oh cool so we're gonna have fun stopping the apocalypse this time nice (laughs) no it it just i don't know i i just felt like it was a really fun way to to start the season and to to show where everybody is and yeah yeah, I, I did
0: too. I I like the build up to that where you see the end of the world happening with the, uh, the Russians attacking and everything going chaotic and everyone using their powers together for once. It's kind yes. of like what you'd imagine the team to be always, but they're
1: not. <laughs> yes, and you know what's funny about that? That's the most badass scene that we see them in together. Yes. Like they never achieved that badassness in the first season or later in the second season.
0: Yes. I mean, partially it's cuz of budget, but mostly it's cuz they're just very dysfunctional together. Yeah. It's kind of that's kind of amazing this year. Uh seeing the family go off on their adventures together in, like random dynamics of groups that I never thought would partner together but did was a lot of fun. It was um, yeah, it was really bizarre. So let's let's delve into each each character and and stuff since since we're we're talking about the family now, and that's really what this show's about. It's the family. Um, who do you think we should start with? Uh, name any of the seven.
1: Let's start with number one. Oh, clever.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, Lu- oh my god, Luther. I don't. I love Luther. I feel so bad for him. For such a big guy, he's really squishy and. He kind of keeps getting pushed to the side in Allison's, like, romance choice, love life. (laughs) And I felt that very much this season. Uh, What were your guys' thoughts?
1: Yeah, but it's also kind of weird because, you know, they're siblings.
0: It is, but, like, she had the other husband— I completely forgot about the other husband from season one, too. The other person that she had the kid with and didn't pick Luther. And then last season, you saw hints that, you know, they'd end up together— and then this season's like, oh, by the way, I married somebody else. <laughs> and like the entire time, you see Luther just suffering. Like, it's okay. Yeah. I'm so happy for you as he eats like boxes of chocolates and cries. Oh yeah. <laughs> in the and and the uh, my favorite is the the fight sequence because that that was when you knew it was bad. It was like Luther, this dude who's got he's basically the Hulk. He, they just just he just holds back a lot, and he's 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 in that punch sequence, and he's just like, just hit me, just hit me. I just want to feel pain. He just, just beat me. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god. And, uh, and yeah, he he does. He gets beaten the crap out of. And you can, you can kind of tell at that moment, Luther's kind of lost everything.
1: Yeah. He's very broken.
0: Yeah. And he just gets so shit on. And, like, to make matters worse is the only other, like, arc I think I remember from him, besides him, like, dealing with Alice and not being single <laughs> anymore, was, um, him going to see Dad, which also just made me sad.
1: Oh.
0: Oh my god. Mm. Yeah, because because the, there was going, always, there was always going to be an inevitable. Let's go see our, you know, whoever's part or alive at this point of time, which really just leaves, um, you know, five and and their father, of course. And so when they do, Luther, you know, he he, he really tries his best to be like, I'm your son, and he, he you you think, a part of you thinks, okay, there'll be some sort of like, oh, okay, I get it, I did some weird thing. No, it's just complete rejection, which is just a repeat of like how they were. in the the present timeline so it's just like wow luther just got rejected everywhere so yeah i feel bad for him he's my fat thor in this series (laughs) yeah yeah uh all right so if you want to just do down the, the numbers or
1: yeah i guess we can just do a quick quick little talk about each one
0: okay um so number two diego or how did you guys find Diego's psych storyline? <laughs> um.
1: I, I I, actually was kind of surprised by that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, I, I didn't imagine him to end up in a psychiatric facility.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, I thought he would have approached trying to prevent the assassination of JFK with a little more, uh. A little more skill.
0: <laughs> he's supposed to be Batman, so yeah. I agree yeah,
1: <laughs> but but as uh, as five says at some point, he's like Batman, but you got to aim lower.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that's that's a very brilliant uh, call on it. Um, it's weird, Diego. Uh, the entire time it was kind of annoying for me because. Um, like, he's so obsessed with saving Kennedy. And, yeah. And sometimes I think superheroes, they just, these the, the storylines do that intentionally. It's like, oh, okay, they're one dimensionally intended because, like, that's just who they are. But in Diego's case, it actually made a lot of sense given he's always been number two. He always wanted to prove that. Like, they, I think they did enough to justify his motivations to kill Kennedy and made him very one dimensional, but I loved it personally. I, you mean I actually totally. Kennedy?
1: You What's mean that? save save Kennedy? Oh,
0: I'm sorry, save Kennedy. Yes, yes. And, like he, they they had to save Kennedy from being killed by who we thought was his dad, but you know, not not exactly. Yeah. Um, and then of course we get the lovely Lila or Lila. How do you pronounce it? Lila, Lila. Um, what were your uh? What did you guys think of Lila's character, who was a weird surprise to the season?
1: I kind of at first I went back and forth with her mm-hmm. until they revealed her her backstory Mm. and that's when i like really appreciated her because she you know they showed you that she was very much um similar to the the kids in the umbrella academy Mm -hmm. she was raised by someone who just wanted to use just wanted to use her as a tool for their own schemes yeah at what point did you um
0: suspect that she was like them like ben in like them oh like them uh so for me i actually never caught it which is cool that the the twist worked for me um i thought that she was just one of the trained uh people i didn't think she had any special powers um she's just somebody who was super trained and was like doing espionage type shit um so like the that twist at the end was really cool i used to watch heroes and i just immediately thought of peter petrelli yeah and i'm like yeah so i'm like oh my god she's the person who emulates everyone else's powers and i'm like oh that's that's actually really cool and that actually that fits the story really well it's like of course she would be the one that the handler picks as her right hand and and daughter because it's like yeah that's your perfect counter to anyone who has magic i'm sorry has uh superheroic abilities and shit so yeah i also i just liked her story to be honest um and I—I—I know I, I, this is gonna sound so cheesy. I loved her and Diego together. They're both so broken and so
1: like—I
0: don't know—yeah, yeah. They're crazy in a fun way. Um, I also like how she, every time she like she would one up him and like punch him in the face and shit. <laughs> I laughed at those scenes, like where he'd like kiss her and she'd be like, "Slap!" It's like, "What are you doing?" And then she would just kiss him back, and I'm just like, "Oh, that's cute." They have this like whole, you know, aggressive what the fuck thing where you kind of don't know what they're going to do next and th- th- that made it fun to me so mm-hmm. yeah also they banged in elliot's bed which was really <laughs> oh,
1: poor
0: elliot. well poor elliot because he was on the other side of the glass window well no i said poor elliot, cause he got killed. oh that yeah that too um i wasn't actually going to do a segment on elliot but i guess we could transition to that since we brought it up organically elliot very cool character, very useful device this season. He very much brings the group together, yeah. gives them information about uh, what's happening with the JFK assassination, with the majestic twelve, et cetera, et cetera. Um, How do you feel about his episode six uh, scene? Did you, did you guys see that coming? That uh, that whole, you know, the what do they call the Swedes coming in? The Swedes. Yeah.
1: Um. Actually, no. I. I did not see Elliot dying. I didn't think he was important enough. Mm-hmm. So be killed off. Um, so yeah, I was taken aback by that.
0: Yeah, I it felt kind of bad for him because he never got a payoff of any sort.
1: <laughs> yeah. I guess like it was pay... I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say it, it's very much like you said. He he was there and served a specific purpose, and once his purpose was served, you know, he got killed off.
0: Yeah. I like I feel like his his only reward was that he got to meet the 7 cuz he was obsessed over that. We don't really know why cuz they never got to fully delve into his life. It just seemed really shitty, honestly. Huh. Uh okay, so back to the uh the siblings, right? We got number 3 next. Guys, which one's number 3?
1: It's Alice. Allison. <laughs> okay, I
0: completely forgot. Um all right, so Allison yeah. Um. Did you guys expect her storyline at all this season with the the civil rights stuff and the uh and the sit down peaceful protests and such? Because I I that came out of nowhere. Well, not out of nowhere. Um, I was pleasantly surprised they addressed that issue because it was something that they didn't have to do, but they did, and, yeah. and I thought it was tasteful for what it was.
1: What yeah, I, I would agree with that. I um I didn't expect them to go into it with as much detail as they did. Mm-hmm. Like I. I thought they might handle it the way other shows have handled racism and just kind of show you that it existed, but not actually show anyone who was fighting against it, especially mm-hmm. a, uh, a main character. So I I really liked that, and I really appreciated it. And yeah. um, just in general, I really enjoyed how how each family member really had their own story going on.
0: Yeah, that's aside, good writing.
1: Yeah, aside from, you know, the big apocalypse, everybody everybody was living their own life mm-hmm. while still trying to um while still trying to come together and be a family, which this season they definitely felt more like a family than the last season.
0: Yeah, agreed.
1: Like, just, the, just their interactions and the way they, like, mess with each other. You're like, oh, these, yeah, these people are related. They grew up together.
0: Yeah, there's these little weird nuances, too, how they relate to each other. It's pretty cool. Like, I like how everyone makes fun of Vanya for being afraid of her blowing up. And it's like, well, maybe we shouldn't, because last time, you know, she just ruined the world. <laughs> uh, and it's really cute. But uh, one of the favorite, like, moments of, like, and it's a very simple moment of like okay these people are siblings is um i think they meet for the first time in episode i think 5 as as like the all seven of them in the same room and they meet at Elliot's the that hardware store whatever whatever that thing is and uh and um everyone greets says hi and stuff Allison and and Vanya hug and and it's a happy lovey w-goat, whatever moment but there's this weird subtle moment at the end where uh, Diego doesn't address doesn't address Allison or say anything to her and she's like hey Diego and he's just like, eh. and she's like, "Hey, Diego!" And it's like, "Hi, Allison!" And it's a very <laughs> stupid, small moment, but it it feels like real siblings. You yeah, know? it's like, "Hey,
1: <laughs> yeah." I really like that part too.
0: Yeah, and they do that throughout the the season. They do subtle things like that that make that really makes them feel like a family, a very mm-hmm. dysfunctional family, which is dope. Yeah. Um, Oh, all right, So, all right, who? What else we got? Uh, four.
1: Klaus. Okay. Klaus starts a cult. Oh my god. Uh, he starts Do- a cult by quoting pop song lyrics. hmm It works. It's amazing.
0: It works pretty well. <laughs> uh, it, it it also made me reevaluate that TLC song quite a bit, and I'm like, don't go chasing waterfalls. Please stick to the rivers and the lakes that you're used to. Well, <laughs> like, yeah, no. Honestly, if I heard that in the '60s, absolutely.
1: Yeah, his. Yeah, his whole story with the uh, with the cult was really, really funny.
0: Well, I think it's funny because it was so not unnecessary, but it's it's kind of Klaus being Klaus where he gets himself in these situations. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, like it's it's bizarre because he just falls in, like I, I have friends you know who i'm talking about who just fall into these things out of like dumb luck and then it kind of just gets taken too far and they don't know how to stop <laughs> and they just do a bunch of drugs and stuff i'm not gonna say who he was on this podcast at one point uh, <laughs> anyway <laughs> um but yeah no like uh yeah, like, uh, Klaus, it's weird, um, <laughs> that whole cult storyline, it, it, he, it was completely accidental, and then, like, seeing it kind of escalate, and then seeing the, I, I forgot to mention the big thing, the outfits, the fucking, uh, outfits from, like, the 1960s and, like, the Indian garbs and stuff, where he it mm-hmm. looks like he's trying to be one of these shamans or gurus or something, It's hilarious, um, but while all that's happening, we can't forget his, his soulmate, quote-unquote, right? Uh, who's with him the entire journey uh ben, ben. yeah All right we're skipping a little head ben ben's number six I think, yeah six? I think six. yeah yeah and uh yeah ben ben actually has a story this season which i'm happy about yeah um yeah i wish it was more but yeah he, he has he has a he has an interesting arc um what were your guys' thoughts on the the Jill thing, obviously. We'll we'll get to that second. But first, his relationship with Klaus, because that's the real arc, I think. Um, how he's always trying to look out for his very dysfunctional brother.
1: you don't want to say your thoughts from before? I don't remember <laughs> So so earlier, Denise was telling me how she liked that um that Ben is very much uh Klaus's oh. Jiminy Cricket. He's his conscious, conscience.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a brilliant uh, analogy.
1: Yeah, I was, um, I was wondering how Klaus is going to move forward without Ben always being like, you shouldn't do that. Yeah, because without Ben, I mean, even with Ben there, Klaus still does dumb things and bad things. And it's just like, oh my god! If Ben wasn't there, how far would he go? Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm hoping though that Klaus is a little bit more mature going into season three, since he won't have Ben there for him.
0: Yeah, I mean Ben, like Ben had no choice but to be his conscience because he was always attached and like his only way to really communicate with the physical world was klaus and it's hard to do that when klaus is literally fucking up himself all the time so it's like oh my only vessel into the world and you're constantly fucking yourself (laughs) up um so yeah i I loved it and uh i think in season three personally uh because ben is going to be ben now which is kind of dope because they've somehow retconned the uh the timeline um i think i think it'll raise the stakes for klaus because now he has to make the conscious decision by himself and that's growth i like that a lot mm -hmm. yeah um, which also reminds me, I forgot a big thing about Klaus's storyline uh, before we c- keep progressing. Um, him trying to save Dave. Right? That's the name Dave? Yeah. Yeah. Was it Dave? I keep thinking. Yeah. yeah Dave. Dave. Okay, okay. For Now I'm just thinking of like Dave Hamburgers from Wendy's. I don't know why. <laughs> Dave Thomas. Uh, this Dave is not Hamburgers. Dave <laughs> Thomas. Yeah. Dave, Dave Thomas. I, I don't know why my brain went there. I'm like am I thinking of the right person or am I just hungry for hamburgers? Uh... But yeah, like Dave, Dave uh, him trying to save him and fucking up the timeline essentially. That
1: that was that was kind of uncomfortable and creepy the way he kept, you know, stalking him and you know, being very comfortable around Dave even though Dave didn't know him yet and Dave is much younger than when he meets Dave. Mhm. So it just it felt Like, I, I, you know, I understood what Klaus was trying to do. He's trying to save the one person that, like, he really loved. Um, but, but the fact that, you know, the Dave he's trying to save is a teenager and he's, like, giving him googly eyes every time he talks to him. It's like, oh, dude, stop. He's a
0: child compared to you. But he's Dave. It's his love. It's his soulmate. Sort of. I don't know. (laughs) I say that with, like, reluctance because, like, we also found out that he, like, has been banging people in his sex cult. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Like,
0: like, towards the end of the season. But yeah, yeah. So it's like, okay. Um, Yeah, no, I I agree. The Dave thing, I, I understood what he was trying to do in preventing this person that he cared a lot about to not die, but, like... There's no there really wasn't a way to go about that where it wasn't creepy, you know. Yeah. Uh, I think I think he, oh, oh, on the one plus side like he's at the end of high school so I think he's probably like 18 or 19. So it's legal. It's still weird. It's still weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um it's it just it's funny to me though cuz like he did uh, I like how that's the the way that Ben finally gets what he wants is like he's like no matter what Klaus did Dave pretty much was guaranteed to go off to war and die and maybe in terms of nerdy time traveler turns it's like a fixed point in reality where it's like no matter what you do that's going to happen um but it because of that helplessness it convinced ben was like that's how i feel all the time and so klaus was like oh all right yeah you can take control of me for a little bit and that's kind of how that that story paid off that to me that's good writing and it's simple writing but it works because it's so character driven you know Mm
1: -hmm. and um getting back to to ben and klaus I really like their relationship. I really like them just, just getting frustrated with each other and being assholes to each other. Yeah, like um. Card game. Oh yeah, like when Klaus is uh, playing a card game with some guys at a bar to get money to, to I think get back to Dallas, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? Yes. Um, you know he's. He's asking Ben for help because Ben's a ghost and nobody sees him, so he can tell him what the cards are. And then Ben tells him, you know, tells him, oh, you know, this guy's bluffing. You can take him. And then it turns out that Ben lied. And then <clears throat> and then Klaus gets upset about that, and then tries to uh, steal the keys to this guy's truck. And then when he try and then when Klaus tries to call in Ben to help him out, Ben's just like, you know, Ben starts to appear and then he's just like nah I'm good and just fades away again And just like oh, you guys are totally brothers
0: yeah it is pretty awesome i also like that at the beginning of that my whole sequence is them fighting uh wrestling at yeah. the uh, in the on the street oh state. yeah in the, in the middle of the
1: street and it just
0: looks like Klaus is just playing with himself on the ground <laughs> it's very funny um so yeah yeah i i do love their dynamic i kind of i want to see what happens next season uh now that they're both like physical people. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. If they if they still have a similar relationship and stuff. Or or maybe class feels weird because it's like this isn't the brother that I knew, you know. Yeah. Is so. it
1: gonna be like another date situation? Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously Ben this Ben is a different person because he has an emo haircut. <laughs>
0: that means that he's evil. He, as he we is... learned from Spider Man Three rules. Yes.
1: <laughs> he is evil emo Ben.
0: Yeah. From what I gather, that's the direction they're going to, because like the the commission is like kaputsies. So like, uh, from what I don't, I didn't actually read um what is that called? Tale Oblivion, but there's supposed to be more powers, and I I assume Ben and Hargreaves have something to do with the evil people.
1: Uh, what are they calling this other academy? Uh, the Sparrow Academy. The Sparrow Academy, yeah. Which well, we'll some people think might be linked to um. To Harlan, the little boy that Vanya saved. Oh, yeah, because he was
0: carrying the Sparrow.
1: Yeah, but in 2019, he would be in his 60s. Holy shit. So I don't know how he would be involved in the Sparrow Academy.
0: That'd be interesting. I'm I'm curious to see how how that will play out. Hmm. I was gonna say maybe he's one of the majestic twelve, but they they finished that storyline at the end of the season. Yeah, yeah. Also, real group. I didn't know that. Like I I do a lot of Google searching to, you know, research these things for the articles, and uh, yeah, uh, a lot of a lot of the references actually were real things in the in the sixties, and the majestic twelve was actually a thing. Oh,
1: yeah. I did not know that.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um. What else was there? Uh. Oh, right, wait, wait, We're going down up the numbers. Uh. Of course. Can't forget this one because he's pretty much the main character this season as far as I'm concerned. Five. Oh my god. Five does a lot this year.
1: Yeah. I love Five.
0: Yo, props to Aiden, I think that's his name? Yeah. For a 16-year-old? He's a fantastic fucking actor. My god.
1: Yeah. Agreed. He's
0: basically leading this whole thing, and he's the kid of the group, which is weird.
1: Yeah, in my opinion, he's the best He's the best actor out of everyone on this show.
0: Well, again, yeah, which just weird because he's, he's a kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and like some of these guys like luther you know he was in game of thrones and and of course you have ellen page who's been in the bajillion things now but like yeah aiden kind of steals the show number five is really compelling this season and uh it's gotten so huge among the fan base that bum 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 uh dc fanboys are actually asking if aiden can be the next robin particularly uh damian wayne if, if possible but we'll, we'll see um, DC fans have pretty much done the thing to get the Zack Snyder cut official, so this might happen. Who knows? Okay. Yeah. Um, but anyway, number five. Uh, so he, he fucked up and got, got everyone on different timelines, and so he's trying to fix things and stop the next apocalypse again. Uh, and along the journey, we get into weird, crazy shit. Uh, everyone has a weird story arc and, and different thing. Um what in particular can we talk about five? Because there's a lot to cover here.
1: Oh, man.
0: Yeah, um, he has like a thing with every single family member. That's why it's confusing.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean he's he's the one that that has to uh, bring them together
0: because
1: mm-hmm. he's the one that got them all separated.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. Oh, he's the I'll- one who told Vanya
0: uh, her memories for the first time which then also backfired cuz he didn't tell the part where she causes the apocalypse and she was really pissed about that. Um so he he got that ball rolling of Vanya's like amnesia plot, right? Um
1: Well, I th- I think he did. He did tell her that she caused it. No, uh he
0: he tells her that she like he tells her who she is and because like i think luther meets her first but they don't share anything he just says sorry and it's completely out of context so she doesn't fully know but it means a lot to the audience because we know uh but uh five tells her like oh, okay uh, yeah weird fucked up dad you're part of the uh this group he tells her everything but the biggest thing which is how the world ended he says that an asteroid fell and hit the earth but the truth is, is she she's the cause of the moon blowing up and everything shattering. Uh she she finds that out I think a little bit later in yeah. episode I wanna say 5 or 6. She says to I think it's Luther,
1: that there's something he's leaving out. Yeah. Oh, okay. See, I thought it was reverse.
0: No, no. L- Luther's the one who shares it at the end and that also builds story and character cuz it's like Luther, you know, the one who really doesn't trust Vanya. Is now trusting Vanya fully with knowing yeah. the full yeah, which is the thing that again this the, that's like beautiful character writing in this story, um, which I love. But uh, yeah, so like that that that's one thing that Five does with that. But then there's like a bajillion other things he leaves Diego in the fucking uh institution, right? Hey, he
1: said he was gonna go back.
0: Yeah, and then <laughs> Diego and, and Lila kind of, Lila Lila, Lila. Uh, Lila just Lila just let themselves out um. And they go on that weird quest to figure out uh, to find Dad, even though Diego wants to kill Dad and <laughs> and Five wants to talk to him. Um, like that's the, again, Five does so fucking much. Five tries recruiting Luther first uh, of the team, but Luther doesn't want to join because he's happy being Jack's boxing dude. I don't I don't even
1: remember his body man.
0: Body man, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't, does this does, does um Five have a, a story with um? With Allison, I don't even remember anymore. I don't think so, right? Yeah, I don't. I,
1: think so. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they go on an adventure together.
0: Yeah, I think that's the one exception. Yeah. Oh no, I take it back. Klaus too. I don't th- wait. Does does he ever? I don't remember anymore. Because I think Klaus and Allison recruited each other, and they found out through Luther, maybe, maybe. I don't remember anymore.
1: No, they. They found out because of Allison's husband.
0: About the apocalypse?
1: Oh, no. Or oh, the like, family. They found out about each other because of Right. Okay. husband. Yes.
0: Yes. Okay. I'm trying to remember how everyone assembles. Because Five does those three, but I don't remember how Five interacts with those other two. With Klaus and, uh, and Allison. Nothing's standing out in my head. I don't, I
1: don't remember. Isn't the problem with bingeing. I know. You, you go through it so quickly that you don't properly absorb everything.
0: I mean, I'm slowly rewatching the episodes. I'm on episode, uh, I think I'm on episode eight now. Yeah. So I have eight, nine, and ten to do, which is going to be like a whole day's worth of work. But I think I'll focus on that tomorrow and try to release this at, th- at this rate probably tomorrow too. Because I, I don't know if I'll be able to edit this podcast and then... Uh, release it because i still have to edit the episode seven and then do all the tags and shit but anyway um yeah all right so uh and then oh and then i keep forgetting five also has a huge storyline with um with the the commissioner or not the commissioner the uh the handler, the handler. Well, for the commission the, that confuses me uh because of batman uh but yeah yeah um he, he's chosen to uh to take out the uh the, the board of directors including that goldfish the fuck was up with the goldfish, guys? That's AJ. Okay. <laughs> it's a it's a talking goldfish. In
1: in the comic books, um. In the comic books, AJ is the handler, I believe. Oh. I don't know. It's been a while since I read it, but um, from what I remember, he he's the one that's in charge of the commission.
0: Well, he was until. This season. That was gross.
1: AJ's fate. I so I, I after it happened, I actually told Denise that I had been waiting for somebody to do that because that actually happens in the comic book. Does it? I don't remember yeah, anymore. It's, it's actually Five breaks he he breaks his fishbowl head
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then he eats AJ. <laughs> so when Five didn't do that, I was like what? Who's gonna eat AJ?
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um yeah, it's it's because AJ he looked really cool. And I like the, the smoking scene in the yeah. episode too. Oh yeah, like, when he's
1: blowing the rings. <laughs> yeah.
0: And then it's like the little bubbles that he he smokes inside of his fucking <laughs> fishbowl. Um I will give Gerard way that. Like, even though there's a lot I'm not a fan of in terms of his story, um I think the character designs and the weird shit that his characters do that's very much you can see that's him to a large degree
1: yeah Uh, yeah that's what made me want to read the comic books i I I, mean i just yeah go ahead just because i i came across him one day in a bookstore and i was like wow this looks really weird i'm gonna read it
0: (laughs) for me i i just wanted to read it because again my chemical romance which i used to really like when i was a kid um and yeah, like I, I I don't know, I I just wanted to see what he could do, and I was impressed in terms of the visual shit, definitely. The the plot though is kind of just like what the fuck's going on. Um, but cool. I also was a, a comic book snob by the time I got to Umbrella Academy, so um, yeah. Uh, all right, so five we've really touched base on a lot. Oh wait, no no, I forgot. There's one more big relationship with five or two. Uh, five. Well, five with dad. <laughs> What's up? I'm
1: so- I'm sorry. You
0: oh, I was gonna say five with dad, but then I realized like everyone with dad could be a separate thing. I don't even know how to address that. It's just dad sucks. You know, Mr. Hargreaves is a piece of shit. Um, more importantly, five and five. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was that was really funny, guys. <laughs> it was um thought thoughts on how that epic thing went down on old 5 versus young 5 <laughs> old 5 being technically young
1: yeah. <laughs> 5 14 days younger
0: yeah it's very confusing um yeah uh, <laughs> so yeah what were your thoughts on that sequence and seeing him old, older but younger and then more importantly um because of that the the rules of uh what's the word? Of time travel paradox? The which paradoxal
1: was... psychosis.
0: Yes, that was really funny. Oh my god.
1: Yeah, that was that was awesome. I don't yeah. know, I I know it's been done a lot, but I always get kinda happy when when characters in a show start listing things and you actually see the words next to them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So like when he started listing them and you see the visual I was like, "Oh man, these rules are going to be great." Mhm. And you know, they're like you know, pretty pretty normal things like you, you get too close to to your to yourself, you know, to your duplicate time travel self and you start itching, you develop a little paranoia. And I forget what all the rules are, but you know, they're all kind of like just seem like uh, like reactions to medication. Yeah, and uh, my then, favorite
0: was flagulence.
1: Yeah, flagulence, and then um, and then the last one is is homicidal rage. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, ah, there's the payoff. I love this show.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree, and it's great because like um, you know, five is such a because he's the oldest. And technically, I guess theoretically, the most responsible because he's the oldest. Um, he's always in so much control. He's always in control of himself and trying to mm-hmm. control the situation, which drives his siblings uh, completely uh, insane. Um, and it, it seems like a real brotherly characteristic trait. right? But what made what made it great with seeing him versus himself, while having that paradox—what is it called—paradoxical psychosis? Psychosis. Is you see him unhinged finally? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you see him farting. And trying to come up with weird schemes to fight himself, which then he has to also come up with schemes to fight him the other self fighting himself, and then both are trying to convince Luther to join their side. It feels like a Rick and morty episode. I'm just calling it now.
1: I like how the fire hydrant from season one that Klaus throws comes back oh yeah, <laughs>
0: and it like knocks uh was it knocks him in the face, right.
1: Locks Luther out. I think. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Luther gets hit in the face with it. Yeah. That was brilliant. But yeah, that 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 fight sequence was actually visually different than I expected, because I I didn't expect it to be um, slowed down and kind of shown from Luther's point of view. Mm-hmm. I thought they were just gonna like show them being like super badass assassins beating the crap out of each other but I like that you just see Luther standing in the center slowly moving mm-hmm. and not really knowing what the hell is happening around him as as they are kicking each other's asses and then like you know every once in a while they they end up like hitting him instead
0: yeah it is pretty funny
1: it was it was it was just it was a very Cool scene. It was very comical, which I feel like this whole season has had a lot more humor in it than the first season.
0: Yes, yeah, so and
1: to. and at first, when I noticed this in like the, maybe the first or second episode, I thought to myself, "Oh man, but they keep going with like this level of humor, I, I wonder if this season's really going to be that great." But they they continued with it until the end, and I was like, "Oh my god." like it worked like this show having a more lighthearted feel to it really paid off yeah
0: totally agree man
1: i feel like it, it it helped ground it more i mean also the fact that like you really got to focus on the individual character stories made it more grounded mm-hmm, definitely but the the humor helped too
0: and it's not easy, because there's, there's seven people to give full arcs to. That's that's not easy to do.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah especially over ten episodes. And it's funny, because like, Netflix has this notorious thing where they drag seasons out, where it's like, okay, you didn't need this episode. Yes. Girl <laughs> has fun with a golden dragon. Um, Witcher reference. Um, but like... Oh. I know you guys didn't like it as much as I did, but uh, but uh, Witchima calls it. Um, th- this Umbrella Academy was, like, it felt like they utilized every minute that they had, which was yes. great. Like, everyone really felt like they had a full thing. Like, Lila, li- keep saying Lola, li- Lila, Lila, L- Lila, lila. <laughs> had a story. Ben had a fucking arc. I mean, come on. Like, it- it's crazy yeah. that they fit all this in uh, into, into a season. And it, it all yeah. actually made sense, which is cool. Yeah, and
1: yeah. we we actually watched uh, season one before starting up season two. Mm-hmm. And as we rewatched it, we realized that there's actually a lot of moments in the story that the, uh, the pacing seems to really, it really dips and gets mm-hmm. very slow. Like, I think maybe in episode seven, I was thinking to myself, man, I don't remember what happens in the next three episodes leading up to, leading up to Vanya destroying the world but I'm like, there must be a lot that happens though, because it's three episodes whereas with the second season like you, like the pacing just never lets up Mm -hmm. you're just like, oh man, I gotta watch the next episode and like, there's never a dull moment Yeah, which is really, like really a testament to the writing because like you said, there's so much going on with every character having a story arc and those story arcs aren't filled with with like action sequences. Like Vanya's story is is a love story and a uh, a coming out story. And yet you're you're like for a show that you would think would have a lot of action in it, based on the first season. Um, Sorry, my my alarm was going off.
0: No, didn't even pick up on the mic. Oh. I thought you were honestly petting
1: um Ruby. Oh, okay. <laughs> um <clears throat> I lost my train of thought.
0: For a show that has a lot of action in it, that was the last thing you said.
1: Oh, so for a show that whose first season had a lot of action scenes in it, this show this second season just felt like it moved faster. Even though the individual stories themselves were not like these high octane stories, yeah. they were very grounded, believable stories.
0: And... I will, I, I agree with you 100%, but I will debate one thing. There was a lot of fucking action in this season, dude. I think yeah. they just div- divvied it well. Uh, especially with the Swedes. Every time the fucking Swedes came in, you're like, yeah. oh my god, there's about to be a giant ass gunfight and people getting shot.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. And all those scenes at the, um, the mission. Report. Oh, yeah. yeah i guess yeah. they just they used it, it smarter yeah yeah because i feel like in the first season it was very much like you get to the end of the episode and then there's an action sequence or mm-hmm. an episode starts and there's an action sequence and then it slows down very quickly
0: yeah and prop- yeah, props to them for knowing how to, to balance the action uh because they i think in in this one i'm trying to remember like the there was the fight with diego and uh and his dad, and then the fight with Diego and the Swedes in that in that um in that mansion, which was mm-hmm. that was a really good fight. Mm-hmm. Um, what other good action sequences were there besides like the op- the pilot because or the first episode because you always have to do one there. Um,
1: There's only when uh, Lila fights. Oh, when Lila fights five. five. Yeah, that's that was a five. good one.
0: Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, that's the, the, that was
1: really good. That's <laughs> actually so that's the scene where we realize there's something special about lila Mm -hmm. because every time that five teleported to get close to her she was already gone yeah she was already in a new location yeah and we're just like oh does she have super speed is that what her ability is but by the time we reach the finale so much other stuff had happened that I actually forgot about that sequence with the two of them. Yeah. So when, so when she reflected or mimicked Vanya's powers, I was kind of like, "Wait, what?" What's Dude, honestly, here?
0: when that happened, I'm just like, "What the fuck is going on?" They have their own Vanya. That's what happened, and, I, and then I realized shortly, you know, what it was, and yeah. that was really cool. And then that that scene that you're talking, the one that were you know five kept missing, that made a lot more context. And then yeah. I was like, like a part of me was like hesitant, I'm like wait, no, 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 she does, she's not this powerful. And I'm like dumbass, she's been playing everyone since the beginning, and like holding back because this is the trump card. You never yeah. play the trump card till the end, and this was the perfect time to do it. And I'm like, oh wow, this is really good. I really enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, yeah. So we, we are forgetting one more character. Uh, don't runtime is whatever at this point. But uh, one more character, which is Vanya, her epic storyline, and she has a a lot of scenes and 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 develop plot this season. Uh, I'm actually very happy with how they went about this compared to last year, where yeah, I did. was kind of just frustrated by the end of it. Um, yeah. So let's let's talk Vanya and and uh, being. Nanny to a kid with special... She does so much this, this season. Nanny to a kid with special needs finding herself in love with a woman and g- taking control of her abilities. It's like three huge plots that mm-hmm. she coincidentally was able to knock out in one season. Uh, thoughts, opinions, etc. Go.
1: Well, when you present it like that, I'm... Yeah, I'm kind of taken aback. Because <laughs> that, that, is, that is a lot for one character to do on an ensemble cast show. Yeah. Um, I... I really liked her story. Like, I... I don't know, I just really liked how, how close she had come... had become with, um... with the child, Harlan mm-hmm. And, um... and And, you know, obviously his mother, because she falls in love with her. Um... But yeah, but it was, you know, it was very, it was very heartbreaking when, like, Vanya decides that she's gonna, Sissy, she decides that she's gonna tell Sissy how she feels about her, and how, like, they, the two of them should just, or the three of them should just leave, Mm -hmm. and by the time she does that, uh, Sissy's husband is already back home, and They're just back to their same old marriage, everyday life that they've been living, Mm -hmm. and Sissy, Sissy just tells her, you know, she can't, she can't leave, she can't go off and, you know, be who she really is meant to be, and yeah, it was it was heartbreaking for me because I was like, oh man, this poor woman, she's gonna continue living a life that. Where she has to pretend to be something that she's not, and you know, miss out on having, um, you know, possibly having a, a really good relationship with Banya. Bon. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, it kind of it, it's great too because it kind of makes the times sort of the antagonist, but it also makes you reflect on those times compared to now. Yeah, you know, oddly similar some of the difficulties are uh particularly with the uh you know the the civil rights movement and then and then this of course too like the you know women being unable to you know be you know gay uh and not have it ruin their their lives and such right you'd think that things would be different now but they're not fully not really yeah uh, um and yeah you're right, right uh i think the the biggest heartbreaker for me with her relationship uh with sissy and then of course uh allison's relationship with uh, roy i think his name right yeah um was there was a part of them which is like you know you could just take them with you <laughs> like this this time traveling thing it seems to be like you could take a bunch of people but they they chose you know to stay and stuff and that's the, that's the sad part is like you want to help them get out of this shitty reality which was the 1960s apparently um but they couldn't and they kind of mm-hmm. just were there for them at that moment in time and then gone and i felt like that was really adult but they didn't Force it in your face you know it was like a theme that you could naturally get to um and like not feel overwhelmed by uh and still appreciate very much mm-hmm. um but yeah uh, Vanya oh my god uh do you, do you guys think she gave Harlan powers by giving the CPR and bequeathing a part of herself or yeah. did he always have powers
1: no she gave him powers gave because him powers. um because that, at least that's my theory she gave him powers because. When she gives him CPR, you see those those glowing beads of light go into him. Mm-hmm. And when she later on removes the powers from him, or at least a significant amount from him, you again see those beads of light. Mm-hmm. And you actually see similar beads of light in Season 1. When, wow. Yeah, when they show you... Um, uh, Hargreaves flashback, mm-hmm. where he's with, um, you know, who we assume was his wife, and she's she's obviously ill and dying. And there's like this little glass jar on a table near her, and it has these little glowing bead lights in it. And he takes it, and he walks over to a window, and he opens up the jar, and like all the lights float out, I believe. And you also see in the background all these uh, rocket ships shooting Mm. up away from whatever planet they're on. So, I'm... I've been wondering, like, how... Well, since Season 1, I've been wondering, like, what all that means. But now, after watching Season 2 and seeing those lights again in relation to Harlan and him gaining powers, I was wondering... um, I was wondering if there's going to be some revelation that, like, the I don't know, somehow the I don't know, somehow those lights traveled to Earth and infected babies or something.
0: I have no idea. I, but I'm I don't know. Super curious to see what happens uh, with that, especially because I think we've confirmed at the end of the season that uh, Hardgreaves is definitely an alien. So, oh yeah, he took his skin off.
1: Yeah, I the one thing that that I wish there was more of in season two was a little bit more background on Hardbreeves.
0: I mean, but, yeah, I I agree, but at the same time, I think that leaves a nice thing for season three. You know? Yeah, yeah, because I, I it seems like he's going to be a main character in season three, which is good because he's really fun to watch. And, like, I know this sounds fucked up, but seeing him torture his family is awesome. It's like, man, you guys are all fucked up because of your dad. Um, Yeah. Uh, There was other shit, too. Uh, We're still technically on Vanya, right? Um, What did you guys think about the – I forgot. There's a fourth plot element. The amnesia storyline and then her eating her brain in episode, (laughs) like eight or nine. (laughs) That was weird. Um, And then Ben saying goodbye. That was really sad. Um, Yeah, what what did you guys think about the amnesia
1: plot? I mean it seemed like an amnesia plot <laughs> <laughs> like it, it it didn't seem that much different than uh when a lot of other stories use that plot device, like yeah, in, in well, this comic,
0: time, jello brains, but what's up, cause?
1: I was just wondering in the comic, does she remember I thought she was in the I think in the second volume. She has brain damage. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I, I think she actually gets shot. It's she not, does. It's not this, just the uh, the mm-hmm. gun going off next to her head. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do like. So e- even though I was like, it's just an amnesia storyline. I I did enjoy it, and I I like that it, it allowed us to see. It allowed us to see who Vanya could be if she wasn't held back by the by that nagging notion that she is only ordinary yeah, like she was able to she was
0: fully able to re-embrace fully who she is. that's yeah. kind of her story this season, which mm-hmm. is fucking dope honestly
1: and she was you know she was able to you know really talk with her family and connect with them and joke with them even yeah yeah she's oddly very responsible
0: well uh, maybe it's because she's you know amnesia well now she's not now she's full you know memories but yeah she she's very responsible like every time they'd suggest things she'd suggest legitimate options and stuff i i I could have seen her as like a leader if they gave her a chance to but they didn't
1: (laughs) yeah she she has a good head on her shoulders when you know she's not Brainwashed and mm-hmm. taking medication to mess up her mental state.
0: Yeah. All right. So before uh, final thoughts, because I try to keep these shorter than I used to. Sometimes these went for way too long. Uh, <laughs> what is it? Uh, favorite family scene? Because there's there's so many of them in this season. Like a favorite awe scene where like the family is you know being a family. Uh, it could be any group. All of them. None of them or just, just as long as it's more than one person. Uh, go. <laughs> oh
1: crap! I can't think of anything
0: now. Well, I can share mine if you guys want. It's yeah, okay, okay. okay.
1: You, you share yours first.
0: Okay, right? okay. So like, uh, my favorite is the one that most people go to, which is the uh the dancing sequence between Vanya, Allison, and and Klaus because they're <laughs> it's weird. Even though it's the sisters, you know, Klaus is I think he's. He's pansexual, I want to say. So, like, they're kind of gossiping like sisters, and they're mm-hmm. talking about their old relationships, <laughs> which is weird. But it kind of makes sense for the context of the story. And then they, they – they, I think I quoted it in my second article where, like, they're like, man, none of us are good with love. And, like, uh, what is it, Klaus, you know, he was trying to save his teenage Marine love boy who, you know, they don't even know each other yet uh Vanya 's dating this woman and can 't really you know do it because it 's like the nineteen sixties or but she she has like feelings for her but doesn 't know what to do and like it 's conflicting because you know it 's a million reasons besides the boss the kid the you know the times just everything um i 'm trying to think who else uh Allison, you know, just uh, got the the husband who she can't tell the secrets too fully because like it's not his timeline or his story for that matter. I think he was a civil rights leader of, of some sort, if I remember correctly, or they based them off one, if uh, if I remember correctly. And then, um, and then uh, I think Klaus, and this is this is the reason I say it, besides the fact that afterwards they dance like a fun family, kind of like a callback to season one. Um, is I think Klaus has this really beautiful quote, which is like uh the the most normal relationship was uh five and his his leg his mannequin oh, man. oh yeah
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and like Vanya's like what cuz she's never heard of this yeah, before yeah. and like at that moment it struck me holy shit she is right none yeah. of you guys are healthy like luther's in love with allison and Diego's dating a mental person at least we thought so at the time the crazy person but she's not just even worse she's a spy uh so like yeah no, none of them are good at relationships which, which just made me feel really nice because i'm like yeah I, I like that a lot about this show that everyone's yeah. very dysfunctional and they don't know how to love properly <laughs>
1: <laughs> even ben is into that random girl who
0: no. oh my god
1: yeah so yeah. i think i think my favorite family scene well, it's only two of them. It's yeah, go for with it. it's with uh, Ben and Vanya when Ben ends up being the one to uh, to save Vanya from herself.
0: Oh yeah. yeah, and he
1: you know he goes in there and you know at, literally goes inside her and uh, speaks with her and I just really like the scene where like he starts fading away because like he you know he's a ghost and it's time for him to move on like he's done something really great and now he really needs to just go mm-hmm. um, I like that he he asks Vanya if he could have a hug Aww. because he hasn't had a hug for I don't know I'm not sure how old he was when he died. Seventeen but... years or so. Yeah.
0: And see, that's what I'm talking about, guys. Those small moments that yeah. make you just go, aw, siblings."
1: So. Yeah, I, I I teared up a little bit for that scene. I was like, oh that is sweet." Also, because I thought we weren't going to see Ben again. I was like, uh, "No." Yeah. It's like the two family members who really needed. That's true. They are the two family members who really needed a hug.
0: That's true. Oh my god, yeah. I'm a little teary-eyed at the moment, so <laughs> don't mind <laughs> me. Um, what Juma calls it? Uh, anything else? Or cousin, definitely give yours afterwards, but yeah. Do you, do you have your
1: favorite moment? I think Any that one? probably was it. The family? Oh, yeah. I mean, are just all these little little... So there they are, that's this. the thing, there are a lot of little moments. Like when they all get into the... Station wagon with Vanya, and you're like, how is he to it? <laughs> and then climbs in the back, and and the car just drops down. <laughs>
0: that was really funny. I like the um, they're going up the elevator, and Luther. Goes <laughs> oh yes.
1: The <laughs> oh, <laughs> tell me what tell me what you were saying about Diego. Oh, so I have to I have to rewatch that scene. I I, I just need to rewatch the whole season. Um, but I was reading online. Because you, you know in the comics that uh, Diego's power is actually um, his, his ability to hold his breath. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. His code name is the Kraken. Oh, that explains so much. Yeah. yeah, so apparently in that scene when Luther farts in the elevator you know, everybody's getting grossed out but Diego is standing in the back and he doesn't he doesn't get grossed out. He actually just kind of smirks. <laughs> and then when they all get off the elevator, like, everybody's, like, rushing to get off, and he just calmly steps out. And so uh, some, some eagle-eyed redditor had, uh, had pointed that out, and people are theorizing that they're going to actually introduce uh, Diego's, you know, actual, actual ability in the uh, show at some point. Mm, kind of cool, yeah.
0: But I mean, his the pure that they reveal at the end is also pretty badass too, though, guys.
1: Yeah, I so when that happened, I was like, wait, so Diego's actually telekinetic? Is that what his ability is? No, he's, but, he's
0: Magneto, man. He's totally Magneto. Because, like, think about it—the well, knives, they're always well, knives.
1: Well, no, I actually looked it up, and the showrunner said he has the ability to control the direction of projectiles. Ah, uh, that makes more sense yeah so like anything that is any i guess anything that is in a in motion after being thrown or fired he can
0: that kind of makes sense because how many times mm. have people shot at diego <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of a lot and he survives every time mm. and we always thought it was because cool backflips but maybe he was just using his powers
1: maybe yeah but yeah um yeah it's It's interesting to see how in this season that they... Some of the characters are... um, They're, like, now pushing their powers further. Mm -hmm. Because um, when you think about it, like, they... They stopped training when they were teenagers. Like, I think shortly after Ben died, they, like, none of the kids really wanted to... Be a superhero team
0: anymore. Yeah, but I mean, some of them still were, you know, doing the superhero thing or using their powers. I should say, right? So, like Allison used it to build her crazy Hollywood career, right? And then, yeah, um, uh, with the exception of Vanya, I think everyone kind of dabbled a little bit. Um, well, no, I guess, I guess um, Klaus didn't because he was just high. Uh, yeah, Luther technically. Well, Luther was on the moon. Diego definitely did though. Diego did.
1: Yeah,
0: because he was still a vigilante. But uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> I forget why I went on that tangent. Oh, the park scene in the elevator. Yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> yeah. That whole that whole meeting with
0: Dad was really funny to me because yeah. everyone had the. Because uh, I'm, I'm literally on that scene right now for the recaps, and I'm like, oh my god, it's very very funny.
1: I like when they started telling him. About their powers, he like started scribbling notes, and they're just like, "Wait, what? What are you writing? What? What's going on there?"
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh. And then I'm trying to remember, like, so like Diego threw the knife, and he bent it, and he's like, "You missed." Oh, for two. And uh, <laughs> uh what is it? Five teleports in to stop Diego from killing him, and then I don't know, like that whole dynamic and the the, di- the dinner table of everyone just showing their powers but not like showing it off more like just being siblings and assholes to each other yeah, yeah it was really fun it was uh i think what's her name uh allison telling diego to punch himself in the face diego is <laughs> really the uh that the might have been my favorite scene back
1: then. the dinner scene yeah. yeah yeah
0: i'm trying to think oh luther <laughs>
1: Oh yeah, Rufina's shirt opens.
0: <laughs> Look
1: what you did to me!
0: <laughs> oh, that was pretty funny. Um, yeah, uh, okay. And uh, uh, any other fun things, or should we just go to final thoughts?
1: I really like Pogo's uh, backstory montage scene. That was
0: good. I forgot about that shit. Yeah,
1: you're right. I know, now that we're, like, coming to a close, I'm starting to remember more stuff. <laughs> no,
0: no, keep, keep it going, man. Like, uh, cause, because it's a whole season, and because I'm slapping this on to, like, f- four fucking articles, uh, I'm I'm just—like, I'll like, I'll edit it and stuff, obviously, but for the most part, I don't really care about the length, because we're, we're covering a whole thing, man. It's a lot to cover. It's, it's technically ten episodes.
1: Yeah. But yeah, I, um, I really like that that whole— backstory because you don't really know much about Diego other than you know he he says that uh, Hargreaves essentially created him you're like okay and then here they give you they give you a whole backstory in just a couple of minutes and also it shows it also shows a more human side to Hargreaves because you know Pogo is going to die, and Hargreaves sees how upset Grace is, and he has has a solution to to save Pogo.
0: So I'm just going to throw this out there. Do you think... Do they have a real relationship? Like a romantic one?
1: Wait, Grace and and Hargreaves? Yeah. Yeah, because at some point she mentions wanting to marry him
0: oh i guess like i missed that yeah yeah
1: Yeah, like when she's questioning him about the uh the assassination plot with jfk you're right yes yes she's like you know i need to you know i need to know the truth about you i need to know if you're into nefarious dealings if you know we're ever gonna end up together
0: hmm. Because like I-, I could tell that they had like a parental one with with Pogo, but I d- I wasn't sure if it was romantic. And also I conf- I was confused because I'm like it's-, it's Hargreaves, He's like an alien, you know. He's very distant, but it-, it does make sense that he would make mom her, you know, the mom yeah. robot. Yeah. So that was really cool. Um, what else was like a last minute fun scene? I don't know. I'm Trying to
1: think. Um, Luther getting high again was fun to watch. <laughs> again, when did he get high the first time? Season one. He, season one, when he uh, he did ecstasy. Oh, and God knows what <laughs> <I> else. Per- <laughs> yeah, and he did the rave. Yeah, I guess l- seeing Luther
0: do drugs is funny because he's such a straight laced person. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's kind of it.
1: I feel like i should have prepared for this
0: no nah, i mean this is cool and like honestly we have more than enough we're way over time uh all right so final thoughts i guess since we've come to the natural point where we have run out of things to say finally uh final thoughts on umbrella
1: academy season two it's awesome i enjoyed it a lot more than i thought i would i did enjoy the first season a lot but now watching the second season having watched the second season I like. I I think they really blew it out of the park with this one. Same. And I'm really excited for season three now.
0: Same. Yeah. I think you both summed it up really well. Uh, I it's weird. Like I think we've established. I liked season one, but I didn't love it. Um, I really wasn't the big fan of the end of the world reveal towards the end again that was that's just the comics um but yeah like uh, i'm super excited as well for season three i think they've established a lot here and like they've already done a great job in season one with developing the characters but they just really blew it out of the park like you said um like it's just it's just really fun and, and really good uh i actually think that of the three this will probably be my favorite uh coming out uh even though like the, bo- the boys has a really high uh, contention as well um i think that'll also yeah. be really good yeah but I think from what I know about the boys and kind of how silly it is and seeing what they that those those development teams have done with Preacher, which I I actually liked, uh the comic oh, uh, parts of the comic. Um, I guess I'm trying to say I have more faith in Umbrella Academy season two than I do the boys season two. That's all. But uh, yeah, this is a uh, this was really cool. Yeah. Mm, that's kind of it. <laughs> cool and relevant to the times. 1960s. Woo. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. And I guess that's it. Uh, thank you, John and Denise, for joining me. Do you guys have anything you want to plug or, or nah? what? Yeah. no? What? No? No plug plugs. No plugs? Okay. No well, plugs. We're good. No. Cool. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys know me. I'm Christian. I host a shitload of these things. Uh, you can find me on XN underscore Angelus on Instagram and Twitter uh christian angelus writer on facebook now that's my facebook page and you can check out my actual fiction work and the many things i do for work prints and for hey Poor player and a third site which i am actually going to announce shortly uh i just got hired on to another site which i'll be doing reviews of which is yeah. crazy um and hopefully one day nerdist.com because that's kind of where this all started uh <laughs> and yeah that's it uh please please uh like subscribe stuff to the work prints uh check out the podcasts we'll i'll be releasing one every monday tuesday or wednesday uh probably definitely wednesday if it's not out so check every wednesday um and yeah that's that's it uh umbrella academy season two was dope uh next week we'll be covering uh dc universe um which will be harley quinn uh doom patrol and stargirl and then the week after that i'll be covering a show called glitch tech which is on uh Nickel- it's a nickelodeon series that is released on netflix they're releasing season two felicia day is going to be in it not in the podcast but in the show that'd be really cool if she did this podcast with me uh and then uh yeah, yeah uh, lucifer and then and not that's the order it's on things and yeah uh please tune in check it out and thanks for listening and uh yeah have a have a good time bye